Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Me and Kane today are going to go through our Facebook community Q&A. So you posted on there, didn't you, saying ask us your questions, tagged everyone in it. We got a load of questions from podcasters that have either seen a webinar or a training of ours or just connected with us through some sort of social media. The Get Paid for Podcasting community on Facebook is free to join. Go get at it. We always do stuff in there. So Absolutely. So we're going to go through the questions. Kane, far away. So this one's from Hitesh. How do you create podcast consistency after the initial launch? A bank of content. So the biggest thing with consistency is making sure that if you can't turn up one week, you've got content behind you. So we recommend everyone launches with 10 episodes, six on launch day, four in a bank ready to go. The, for the reason I just said, you've got a month worth of content there that if you're ill, if you're traveling and you can't record, then you can do something. You can get it out there. But it's then important to refill that bank if you take a couple of weeks off. Make sure you do a couple of extra to make sure you're never in that position where you're scrambling to get an episode out because that's when consistency will fail because that's when you'll do poor quality content, get poor results and get fed up quite quickly. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Also, if you happen to do a hybrid show, that can make things easier. Mm -hmm. Should you be written off for whatever reason, then I could just do some solo stuff. We've done that before or you know, you've done some interviews without me when I couldn't make it. So having a hybrid show of interviews, solo, roundtable, whatever can also help replenish that bank and create more content because you know it's just so much easier to create that works okay let me find another one this is from jackie stewart what's the best way to launch and the best platform testing your knowledge here bro. all of them <laughs> in terms of platform you want to launch to every platform the amount of people i've come across who have been like oh i'm on all of these but i couldn't get on apple so i'm not on apple it takes like one extra step yeah and it's the one that 90 percent of people listen on so to answer that part of the question which is the second part done it back to front standard all of the platforms. So just to clarify, so we'll use Omni Studio as our hosting site and connect it to Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, like, and then it puts it on all the platforms, yes. just in case by platforms you meant uh, hosting site. If you're going to do it for free, Acast is the best one we found. Yeah, uh, like if you're it. looking to pay for it, Omni Studio, but then we have an enterprise deal. I'm not sure yeah, if that's yeah. just accessible for anyone. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bit harder. Acast definitely has a paid version, but I, I do like it and it's not, it's not much. Cool. And the first part of our question, the best way to launch is multiple episodes, a lot of promotion before, try and get as many listeners in the day one as possible. Yeah. So anybody who wants to know how to launch properly, that is a, a quite a long episode. So we did part one, part two on how to launch a podcast. So just scroll back um, a couple of months. It, it's not far away. It wasn't long ago that we recorded it. So go listen to those episodes. But yeah, like you said, Six episodes launch on day one, build up a bit of anticipation seven days before, have some sort of giveaway to incentivize people to listen and hit follow on on the particular day you launch, not the next day or the day before, on the day that you launch. Uh, that's the crux of it. So, Shreya, what's the best day and time to release a podcast and what's the best way to get engagement? Oh, she's not two questions in there. Uh, three questions in there, really. Best day and time, any weekday. Yeah, for um, sure. Something that's, I don't know if this is particularly effective, but it's worth trying because someone mentioned it to me once is if you've got someone, if you're in a very specific niche and you've got like one main competitor, try releasing the day after they do so that if someone subscribes to both shows for six days, you're the most recent one. Yeah, I like that. Pretty cool, isn't it? But yeah, any, any weekday and at 1 a.m. in the morning or at midnight just yeah. so that it, because it can take a while to get pushed out to the platforms, make sure that by the time people are waking up and driving to work at six, seven o'clock, 
if they're the early risers, then it's on every platform. It's going to be easy for them to find. For sure. We schedule out like a minute past midnight on our hosting site and then it's everywhere. Best for, thing for engagement. So first of all, ask people to share it. People are four times as likely to take action and share your content. And that goes across all platforms if you literally just ask them. So, you know, uh, speaking of which, if you find this podcast helpful, feel free to share it with anybody you know wants to start a podcast. Um, We kind of, you know, it's not like a a hack, but it's a nice little trick that if you need some sort of engagement, let's say reviews, then use it to open a conversation. So we often say to people, if you've got any questions or you've got anything you want us to cover specifically, leave a review then people leave reviews with questions or, or episode suggestions, which is nice because we don't have to plan the episode and we get reviews. And then also reading out new reviews, which you've done recently uh, on a quite nice one, that then encourages other people to do it because they're like, oh, I want to shout out as well. Um, yeah, it's not like we're recording on anything, mate. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> carry on. You run, you're so, doing a really good job around yeah, the questions. Che- che- cheers, bro. <laughs> um, so that if on on the podcast app, there's not really much more you can do other than people to share it, hit follow, or um, leave a review. So I've covered leave a review there and sharing. And with follows, normally you can ask people. Communities, I think, are the big ones for those. Because if you've got a community full of people, you can play the sympathy card and be like, oh, please help me out and follow. Well, actually, I think what what's a really good way to do it, and an exam- a shining example of this is look at Stephen Bartlett. So the people that tend to increase their followers or YouTube subscribers the most are people that are very you focused with their audience. So he looked, I can't remember the exact sort of quote, I haven't listened to him for a little while, but it's something like, oh, 60% of you aren't following or subscribed to the show. But if you subscribe, then it helps us get bigger and better guests and create better content for you. So it's like some stats that it's like the benefit to the listener that's it like oh you're listening clearly you like it but you're not subscribing i I can see that but here's the benefit to you if you subscribe you get better guests perhaps even your favorite guest you know so making it about them to hit follow and also competitions to encourage slash bribe people for sure um in terms of hitting follow um there you go Janie b warner can I do a podcast without guests? Yes. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find, generally speaking, so not all the time, but a podcast with guests will probably get more traction in the amount of people it gets in front of. You'll probably get more listeners. A podcast which is solo or the focus is on you will probably get less traction in that sense, but will have more value to the listeners in terms of putting you across as an expert. It has more value to you. So... Solo episode, solo podcasts probably have smaller audiences, but will make more money per person if they're like selling their services or something. Whereas interview podcasts, there's less value in the host, probably not going to sell their own services, but they'll probably reach a larger audience. For sure, you will grow quicker with guests because you're leveraging somebody else's audience every single week, right? So it's going to be easier, but if you're happy with like quite a small niche podcast about your expertise then that will work really well. And, and there are dozens and do- not dozens, like thousands, if not tens of thousands of storytelling podcasts, um, poetry, um, people reading scripture, you know, 
solo content, storytelling, comedy, all of the above. So it works, absolutely. And there's plenty of solo podcasts that are about a particular niche or expertise, you know, perhaps in the business world or the fitness space. So, yeah, they can absolutely work. We've also done an episode on that where we compare interviewing solos. So scroll through the feed, see if you can find it. Okay, so I'll run with this one. So this is from Vivian. Basic equipment for podcasting for someone on a budget. So let's say you're doing a video podcast. Use your phone as your webcam, ideally. stops you having to buy one. So I use a Mac and an iPhone, so they automatically link up. And if you have like an iPad or an iMac, you know, any combination of the four, you can use your webcam from your iPad or your iPhone on either your iMac or MacBook. So a lot of Mac in there. Um, it will do it automatically. Obviously, you've got an iPhone and a Windows laptop. You just downloaded some software that was free that allowed you to do it. Um, so use your phone because most modern phones will have a very, very good camera and it's it's free and it's already with you. Then your laptop, use something like Zoom or Riverside to capture all of that video. Even if you're doing solo content, you could then even when I did solo content, sometimes if I didn't have our pod track with us, I would just open up a Zoom by myself, hit record, and then just do that. And then you need a dynamic microphone and some headphones. Headphones can be literally the ones out of your phone box. The only real reason you're wearing them is to one-stop bleed, which is if we have two of us on Zoom together and neither of us have headphones, you speak, it comes out of my speakers and then my microphone picks it up and then plays it back out of your speakers and you get that feedback. That's one reason. And the second reason is so that you can hear your own audio quality, make sure you're using the mic properly. And then a dynamic mic. So we have a kit list on our website of of all of this stuff, but we use a lot from um, Samsung. So not the phone manufacturer, but S-A-M-S-O-N. Google them. Samsung dynamic mic or Zoom, Zoom dynamic mics, Google those. You're looking in the range of like 50 to 100 pounds. But really, if you use, um, for your video conferencing, if you're using Zoom on your laptop, it's free. If you've already got a phone and a laptop or a computer or something like that, it's free because you've already got it. Most of us have some sort of headphones lying about. So really, you're just buying the mic. So that, that's probably the cheapest, cheapest setup to have a full video podcast. And then just have like a plain white wall behind you um, is better than something a bit messy and fussy. Here's one. Um, who's the best looking host? Oh, unlucky lad. No, Next no, no. one. How many listeners do you need to monetize in brackets when there's nothing to sell? Only deliver information to the listeners. So obviously we talk a lot about you need one listener to monetize if you've got a product or service to sell. Now, if you don't, who else does? Because even if you've got one listener, if there's another company that has a product or service valuable to them, if you have an affiliate deal with them and it's a high ticket item, that is essentially the same as you selling a high ticket product or service, right? So Pat Flynn does over $2 million a year in the Smart Passive Income podcast, purely just through affiliates, referring his listeners to other people's products and services, $2 million, right? No big staff company, no research and development, no products, no warehouses, nothing like that. So now if you want to monetize through sponsorship, then I think the most we've made with the smallest audience is £25,000 before a launch. 
The next would be £12,000 for a launch of a season two, which that particular creator only had about 400 downloads total across season one, which was um, 12 episodes. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit more on the YouTube, but they were only looking at the audio numbers. So, oh wow. Yeah, but it was super, super niche. But again, we talk a lot about being very specific and very niche can massively help you. Um, so we, we get the question a lot, how many is if it's like, you need 526 to click the monetize button. Yeah. Yeah. It, it maybe that stems from YouTube, but on YouTube, you need a thousand, um, subscribers, 4,000 watch hours, and then you can join the creator program and then you'll get paid a CPM and it'll be different, you know, depending on your content. It doesn't work like that. You know, you could set up a membership site. Well, you know, you know people with 2,000 listeners a month, but they obviously, they post weekly. So it's not going to be 2,000 unique listeners. And they're doing 10K a month in a health and safety consultancy business. Uh, membership site, sorry, subscription. Then you've got sponsors paying thousands of pounds for just a few hundred episodes. You've got some people that will pay. I remember speaking to a guy in Clubhouse a few years ago he had like uh he did awards for like local marketing agencies in the east midlands and people would pay to come on his show at 500 quid a pop and he had like a few hundred listeners like <laughs> stuff about marketing agencies in the east of england is a pretty niche market but they they wanted to get clients well, so i think local podcasts are going to start yeah really local will be big so um unfortunately lucia there's there's no right answer um but you know it could be from day dot Hopefully you guys found that useful. If you do have any questions for us, either leave a review, we'll check them out, or join the Get Paid for Podcasting community on Facebook where we'll go live fairly frequently, do Q&As, stuff like that. And if you've got any questions, just at me in that group. Till next time. Cool. Cheers, guys.